0: Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going to Michigan. And we are actually going to cover an old hospital that has since been renovated into something else. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't even know where we're covering, but we know that hospitals, I mean, they're haunted. Yes, and this is considered one of the most haunted places in Michigan It is like very beautiful and they've renovated it into this amazing place, but little do the people know that they could be living next to the portal to hell. This is your haunted holiday at Traverse City State Hospital in Traverse City, Michigan. before we get too deep into this haunted location i want to reach out and thank some of our new patrons this week i want to start with tanya downing thank you so much tanya for joining she actually sent us an email a while back that i remembered Uh, she had listened to our episode on the sally house and sent me a really great podcast called astonishing legends they did an episode, and there's like this super scary EVP that they recorded at the Sally House. So, Tanya's been listening for a while, obviously. So, Tanya, thank you so much for reaching out and for joining our Patreon page. It really makes a big difference. And then Maria Plover, she reached out as well recently after um, joining our early check-in. So she also gets extra like early episode releases. Um, She likes to listen to our show in the morning and drink her like morning tea, which I love that. I do too. And she also gave us a great idea of making like a travel book or like the Your Haunted Holiday travel planner. We're definitely going to consider that because... I think it's a great idea. We just gotta find the time and how to implement it. So thank you both so much for supporting the show. Are you ready to talk about a haunted hospital now kind of marketplace, I guess I would call it. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. This will be the first marketplace I guess that we've covered. Well, it's kind of a combination of all kinds of different things, not even just a marketplace today, but I will get into that in a lot more detail in the last segment. But this place, you know, it was really known for positive things. You know, usually we hear about a hospital or an asylum and we're like, oh, my gosh, they tortured those people in there. They made them yeah. wear straight jackets. They had to have lobotomies. This was actually not that type of hospital. It was definitely an asylum. They had built it in 1885 and it was initially intended to treat mentally ill patients. And back in 1885, there weren't a whole lot of, you know, medical treatments for people that were mentally ill in terms of, you know, medicines and and stuff like that. So, a lot of it back then was quite inhumane. However, at this hospital, it was being run from the start until about 1924 by a famous doctor named Dr. James Decker Munson. And he lived by the philosophy that beauty is therapy. And by this philosophy, essentially what that means is he wants to treat people kindly. He wants to put beautiful flowers all over the grounds he wants it to look nice straight jackets were strictly forbidden here they didn't do any of those horrible procedures that they might have done at some of the other hospitals and you know i mean i don't know how effective it was but at least he was giving people that had to be here a really nice place to stay and life yeah when you said like beauty heels or whatever i was thinking like this could for a horror movie like if we were going to take a dark turn instead of the positive turn that this doctor took it could be like i was thinking oh gosh what if he's a plastic surgeon he's like messing with the mangling these people (laughs) you know but you know that's where my mind goes you know (laughs) first but that's for a horror movie script you know feel free to use that idea if you want folks I mean, our minds kind of go there automatically, usually, right? Like, we're kind of, I mean, it's kind of sick. But that is what I actually thought, too, when I saw that philosophy. I think the worst, because we hear so much tragedy on the show. But that's really good to hear that in 1885, this person kind of took a positive approach, at least. You know, hard to say whether or not it was effective with these folks. Exactly. And he also gave them meaning in life by making the hospital relatively um, self-sufficient so there was a farm there where people could help grow plants they also brought in livestock they had award-winning cattle on the property in fact there's an award-winning cow from back in the day that is still buried there I guess somewhere on this this land but anyway it was considered a pretty good life overall for the people there now later on That was the initial main building. It was called Building 50, where they housed all these people. Eventually, it did grow. They built a lot of other different buildings there. It was almost like I would describe like a big campus. It was pretty huge. And they started treating other people as well, people with just general illnesses back in the day like tuberculosis, polio, the flu, maybe they had a drug addiction, all of those things were eventually treated at this hospital. And I'm sure there might have been some issues here, but there was not really any story I could find that was you know, they were put in cages or something like, like Trans-Allegheny or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that out there. In the 1950s to 70s, it started going downhill a little bit. And by downhill, I don't mean bad. It's just, you know, there was other medicines that became more effective for mental illness, things like that so they started closing different buildings on the campus things started getting demoed the farm eventually closed in the 50s and ultimately the hospital itself closed in 1989. now this building and buildings i guess i should say sat abandoned for years after it closed and that really stirred up a lot of the local legend. so i'm going to talk about the hauntings here in a bit but i mean some of them are i'm like this can't be but i mean it's fascinating <laughs> nonetheless you know people are peeking in through the windows at night i would i mean if i lived there and there was an abandoned hospital like i guarantee you i'd be in there with my friends looking oh, for, for ghosts. sure Oh, no doubt about it. Any sort of hospital number one, we know it's likely haunted, right? I mean, even ones open today. That's just the reality of things. We've heard from our nurse friends that this is a likelihood. And then you also, on top of that, you add a building that's kind of not being taken care of, abandoned, getting a little bit more dilapidated. It's going to lead to rumors and people thinking it's going to be, you know, some something ominous is lurking in there, right? definitely and the city really didn't know what to do with this you know dilapidated building for years and years eventually it was purchased and a major company decided to renovate it and actually turned it into kind of this fabulous like shopping district and marketplace where they have farmers markets and actually you can live here as well and I will get into that more at the end. So keeping in mind that today, uh, most of the buildings there have actually been demoed. That being said, you can still take tours of this place. They are available. So some of the original buildings have been kind of maintained and left historic. A lot of the other places, like, they've just been renovated, prettied up, and, I mean, it's still haunted. Like, let's be real about it, their stay, I mean, if you saw a picture of this place, it is really cool looking. I mean, it looks like the epitome of like a really nicely renovated haunted building, but it's huge. There are a lot of reports at this place and they vary a lot. What I will start out by saying is one of the theories, because going back to that beauty is therapy, a lot of people loved living here it was a nice environment for them one of the theories is ghosts are there because they want to relive that experience that they had and you know they loved staying at this hospital so that is one theory i mean if you have folks that stayed there for an extended period of time which i would at- you know being like a you know a place for the mentally ill this could be a place where folks resided for years and years and years so you know it would make a lot of sense for spirits to continue to be hanging around there do we have any idea how many people died there any estimate no idea but it's safe to assume people died here it was a hospital not only did it treat mentally ill people it treated people with all kinds of diseases including the flu we know there was that pandemic in the early 1900s, likely assisted with that, tuberculosis, polio, all of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it was a hospital. People definitely passed away. Some of the things that you're gonna wanna look for while you are here that have been reported. Of course, there are voices that are heard. Sometimes these voices are screams, which, I mean, it was a hospital people are screaming in a hospital sometimes, especially in (laughs) like an asylum-like facility. I mean, that's kind of a dark thought, but like it's just... Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Or like maybe childbirth or something terrible. You know, oh gosh, I'm trying to think why would someone be screaming at a hospital? But I mean, gosh, it could be anything, right? I'm sure there are lots of potential reasons. Now there's also lights that are seen, especially when the building was abandoned and there was no electricity, people would see lights turn on from outside of it on a regular basis. And then of course you hear footsteps and and stuff like that. You can also hear and see sometimes actual children running around the halls being all you know creepy and stuff like that but they seem to be playing amongst themselves there is also this is really interesting so like i said earlier there's a bunch of different businesses that are built there on the land and there is one business in particular i was not able to find the name of this but one of the stores there's a lot of shops where a ghostly woman will essentially show up and walk up to the register and then suddenly disappear. This does not sound like an intelligent haunting because she's not interacting with anybody, and it's just kind of almost like on repeat. hmm They see the same thing every time they see her. Exactly. Let's get into some stuff that might be a little more folklore and a little more dark and disturbing okay so apparently there is a monster in the basement a what is described as a disfigured creature that is roaming around the basement and there's a tunnel system too i guess Mm -hmm. from back going from building to building and people that would sneak down there at night Claimed that there was some sort of creature that was living down there. Like, what do they describe this creature as? Like, do you get any more details besides, like, a disfigured creature? Because no. this could just be, like, a person that they didn't get a good look at. I 100% agree. I <laughs> think it could be a person. <laughs> but it's not described as a ghost. The only description that I could find was a monster or be disfigured creature. Got you. I mean, I do love getting into some of this cryptozoology stuff. I mean, this is a different kind of one. I think it's a it's a person that was down there that they saw, they were terrified cuz they broke in anyway to probably ghost hunt. They see movement, they see something in the corner or something. It's dark, and they say there's a monster living down there. But guess what? It's just it's just a dude living down there. Um, uh, yeah. living his best life, you know, doing what he can, right? <laughs> yeah, this is my theory, but bring me evidence, I can be convinced. Gotta bring me evidence though, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just very little information on it, but to me, that's like local legend. Some kids broke into the hospital when it was abandoned, and then. All of a sudden, the rumors spread, oh my gosh, a monster chased Jill in the tunnels or, you know, whatever, right? (laughs) Right. I love it, though. I think that is great. Like, I think that kind of story is just, I, I can understand why that spreads because it's exciting thinking that maybe there's something down there. But honestly, if somebody is from Traverse City, Michigan, and knows about this monster or has a story about it, we do need you to send us an email. (laughs) okay I would like to know more about this the other thing that's a little bit dark is they say that there was a priest that died by suicide in the chapel there so there was a chapel in the hospital years ago and they say he actually hung himself And one of the rumors about this is that they think he might have been influenced by dark spirits or demons, and he is still haunting that area of that building where the chapel was. So this is more of a legend, though, is that right? We don't have proof that this priest died there? Exactly. Got you, got you. Well, I mean, that is a scary thought that maybe there was a person influenced by demonic forces, although a lot of the hauntings don't sound like there's they're dealing with an evil entity or anything like that. But, I mean, definitely an interesting story, something to consider, you know, when you're out there looking for evidence, right? Yes, but there is one thing we haven't talked about yet, Lindsay, which yeah. is the potential portal to hell. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. You mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Okay, so maybe you're right okay there's more to this all right there is a little bit more and again it could still be legend but there is a tree on the grounds but it's kind of behind the building in the woods so you have to walk a little ways it's about 10-15 minute walk essentially there on the, the land and it is called the hippie tree and the reason it is called the hippie tree is apparently it fell down somehow they've think that it likely got struck by lightning and it fell into like three different sections on the ground and it was kind of like a big landmark there in the forest and a bunch of local artists would come in and kind of put like graffiti on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Local legend, again, this is not something I can validate. Traverse City has some good local legends, I, I, I'm telling you, I love a local legend. but. This local legend is sad that two young boys were found murdered at this tree and that this tree is evil. And this is really bizarro, but according to the legend, if you were to walk around this tree in a certain pattern, however, nobody knows what that pattern is, so you could do it accidentally. The gateway to hell will then open. If you out there are from Traverse City and know this pattern... But that's the thing. Nobody knows the pattern. That's like part of the legend is that we don't know the pattern. But let me read you something that somebody wrote on a blog called Ghost Space about their own experience going out to visit this hippie tree and here's how they describe it i i think it's a pretty good description i must tell you that i am a devout skeptic but what i saw i will never forget as long as i live it was about a 15 minute walk to the tree as we ventured out it felt as if people were watching us The closer we came to the tree, the more it felt like someone or something did not want us there. We kept hearing the sounds of crashing branches and scuffles in the distance. The closer we got, the more strange things became. I strongly discourage anyone from exploring anything in the surrounding areas of the asylum. There truly is some form of evil that is attached to the forest and the hospital. Please stay away, exclamation point. And this was just some random person that wrote a comment or something somewhere that you came across? Exactly. Okay. But here's the other thing, Lindsay. Now that there is this legend out there of this hippie tree, which does exist, and this potential portal to hell that's tied to it, it may have drawn in some people doing some ritualistic activity. There was another post that I saw on hauntedplaces.com. Somebody had just left in the comment section that they live about a block away from this old hospital. And they had stepped out one night and saw people doing some form of satanic ritual, what appeared to be a satanic ritual, and like they were totally freaked out by it. But I mean, then again, it could not, it it might not have been a satanic ritual. It could have just been people trying to conjure some stuff up or, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. It's one person commenting could have been website. like me and you out there with flashlights and K2 meters and just acting a fool. <laughs> Although I don't think anybody would think that we were doing anything that ominous if we were out there. I was actually thinking the same thing. I mean people thinking that hey this is a possible portal to hell maybe they don't know the pattern but there are folks out there that do try to conjure things up i mean even we know like ouija boards can potentially conjure up spirits and then they stick around in the area so even if there was nothing there before and the legend had absolutely nothing to it i think you're right there maybe there is something there now as a result of people's activity yeah exactly it makes a lot of sense but creepy and people need to like snap photos if they see folks out there doing some sort of a ritual i want to see this my opinion is that could be the case I could have brought something negative back as a result of that but i think most of the activity is probably pretty standard right like this was a pretty happy place overall I mean, I haven't been there, but there are reports of people saying there's some negative energy there. So something to be aware of on your travels. So if you're looking this place up, obviously it was known back in the day as the Traverse City State Hospital. Today however, where that hospital once was is known as the Village at Grand Traverse Commons. So it is kind of like a commons, almost like shopping, dining, Mm -hmm. living experience there. And the main huge beautiful building has been converted into shops as well as living and one of the interesting things about it i was looking up okay well let's see how much does it cost to live here what is this place like it looks Lindsay, like it might be a senior living facility so it's not open to everybody so there's seniors who might have a monster in the basement and they might have the portal to hell in their backyard oh wow you probably have no idea this is this is going on it was an interesting juxtaposition lindsay because i had just finished writing up some notes about all this scary stuff and then i immediately switched to okay what's at this place now and i'm seeing this video of you know some people at the senior living facility like Painting pictures of this beautiful building and, you know, having a great time. I mean, it really does look pretty cool. I mean, it would be a cool place to live just because there are so many interesting little stores there and shops. They do farmer's market. There is a brewery, winery there. I mean, I would live there ghost or no ghost. Like, it it would be a cool place to live. Yeah, no, I think it sounds like something that would be great to, to do. Heck, I might move there, you know, just without meeting the age requirement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does look nice. So that is what you can expect today. Definitely go to the shops ghosts are seen in those areas. Those are open to the public, go to the restaurants, go to the winery, but they also do offer tours. And what is unique about this is they don't really call them like ghost tours or like haunted tours, but they're clearly semi like geared towards that because they're known for it. So. The first option is what is called the historic walking tour and it is a two hour tour. You're going to walk about a mile and it's $30. The next option, which I think they should call the ghost tour, but it's not called that is the twilight tour and it is 90 minutes long and $35. Okay, that's not bad. You got to do that twilight tour if you're there. Exactly. And, you know, they intentionally, I don't think, called it anything around hauntings or ghosts, but a lot of things that I read, like the tour guides are likely going to talk about a little bit, or if you ask them about it, they're going to be happy to, to talk about that with you. Do you think that they would take you down to the basement where the monster might be staying? They do take you down to a basement. So there is like a cottage that is still standing there that's kind of original and you get to go on every floor of this thing. There's like four floors or something and I'm pretty sure you get to go down into the basement area. So maybe you'll see a disfigured creature while you're there. Please get your phones ready and snap those photos. Yes. There is also a private tour called Escape the Asylum. I mean, that sounds very scary, right? Again, they don't reference any ghosts in the description of this. It's a two-hour tour, and for five people, it's $200. So you can split that across five different people, and it's private. So I'm assuming you could probably bring your ghost equipment, flashlights, all that that good stuff on mm-hmm. that one. Now the other thing I will say, last year around Halloween time in October, they did offer kind of specialty tours that they advertised as like, hey, come check out this haunted place, get a special tour, you'll get like a little knickknack, you know, and you can come hang out at a bonfire afterwards. So around October, it sounds like they do a lot of kind of special events and stuff like that so definitely keep an eye out for that if you happen to be in Michigan I was gonna say maybe the bonfire would be out by the tree the hippie tree <laughs> that's the portal <laughs> I mean wouldn't that be great but we know it's like it's not gonna be out there I would be shocked yes All right, so this place in Traverse City, Michigan sounds really promising, and it sounds like you could have fun. You could go shopping, go have food, go have drinks, maybe live there, (laughs) but um, it sounds like uh, a fun place to go visit that's haunted. So final segment of the show, I do have a really, really good listener email for everybody this week. This comes from Hannah, and she visited the Sorrel Weed House. And if you all remember, gosh, when we first started this show, our second episode ever was on our first experience at the Sorrel Weed House. So it is a special place to us as well. So she gives us her experience, which is kind of fun. So Hannah says, my friend and I went on a ghost tour, not the paranormal investigation one. Not sure if our hearts could handle it. <laughs> our tour guide brought us through each room with the history and talked about the paranormal encounters. However, we did not experience anything upstairs, which is, I felt like kind of typical. I didn't feel like heavy upstairs either. We went to the creepy basement and heard all about the shadow man and little girl. We were definitely on edge. There was a portion of the tour where our guide let us disperse to take photos or go, go down the breezeway where that shadow man hangs out. My friend and I stayed behind with a couple of other people and the guide. A gentleman asked her what the two doors were behind her, and she started to explain it might have been used as a morgue. Literally at the same time she was casually explaining this, one of the doors knocked three times. There were no other tours going on either. The lady next to the gentleman asked if either my friend or I did that. We did not. The tour guide was even startled and said, that was crazy how the door knocked at the same time I was talking about the morgue. I'm glad y'all just experienced something. That was the only creepy thing that happened, but thought I would share after listening to your podcast. I am not at all surprised, Hannah, that you had this experience because we've now been two times, Lisa and I, and I mean, it is one of the most haunted places I think we've ever been. I mean, we've experienced something both times we went and I think pretty significant things. Yeah, I I agree. It's just a cool place. And that basement, Hannah, I totally agree with you puts you on edge like i feel on edge the whole time i'm down there no doubt and the shadow man is creepy like last time we were there i really wanted to see the shadow man because i feel like wouldn't that be a cool experience but i was also terrified (laughs) to see the shadow man all at the same time but we had some really interesting experiences the second time around we made a special episode about it about our second stay in savannah we went to the marshall house and the sorel weed house And so, you know, we just didn't have all enough information to make a full episode on it since we've already covered the history and everything of the Sorel Wheat House on our second episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's a good one. But we also made a Patreon episode special for our patron members all about the stuff we experienced the second time around. So if you're interested, you can go check that out, too. All right, Hannah. Well, thank you so much for your email. If anyone else has some interesting tidbits about this location in Traverse City, like we said earlier, if you have an interesting ghost story, if you've got a great recommendation for us, go to our website, go to yourhauntedholiday.com. Contact us and send us an email. Uh, We love getting that stuff. We love getting your emails and we may just read it out on the air. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.